Having the right TMS is vital in supporting freight broker growth. Partner with Thai Software to optimize your processes and compete with confidence. Get into the automation, data insights, and cash flow optimization game. Request a demo at thaisoftware.com. Welcome to a very special edition of Check Call. It is officially Check Call's 100th episode. I think technically it might be like 101 if we count in some live shows, but I'm not counting those because I don't, because they were live at conferences, you know, so I don't count those. But today we are going back through the history of Check Call to kind of see what, see where we've come from. You know, you got to review your old playbook and uh, nothing hurts and is as cringy as, as doing that. And today to celebrate the cringiness and also to possibly make fun of me a little bit is Brielle Jekyll, our deputy editor here at Freight Waves. She also hosts the show Tracks Through Time, um, which we do together. And it's just, you know, unhinged retelling of uh, supply chain history. And it's a lot of fun. So you should definitely join us on there. Thank you so much for joining us today, Brielle. Thank you. It's actually in my job duties to make fun of you. It's listed in the description. Yes. Uh-huh. Deputy editor must make fun of Mary O'Connell. Um, it is a time-honored tradition that we have here, but I'm very excited. I figured Brielle was perfect for this because most of what we're reviewing today was before Brielle's time. So these are fresh to her. There is not much chance of her seeing them unless she broke into you know the video hosting platform. Um, but yeah, even some episodes we're going to get clips of today aren't even on YouTube. So that's how that's how deep in the archives we're going. Can't wait. I'm so excited. Um, so we're going to start off with the first episode and I have watched, I've watched a lot of Chuck call to get the clips for today. And, um, let me tell you, it never gets better so watching. Your- yeah, it never gets better. <laughs> so, um, today we're going to start with the first clip and let me preface the first clip by saying this is our very first episode. I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. Um, I was terrified and I had about 24 hours to find a guest and put a show together. So, um, it's fine. It's fine. We have, we have glowed up. Our hair has gotten better. Our makeup has gotten better. We're we've evolved. We've evolved. Are you ready for the very first clip? I'm so ready for back in the day, Mary. So the other thing is, is sometimes, you know, regular listeners will know that I used to read a little news story. Mm -hmm before. And sometimes I do, sometimes I don't just kind of how long the interview goes. So let's just dive right in like ripping off a bandaid. And this is going to be the most painful for me to watch. So let's go. Starting with some things you should check out. Minnesota port is ready to handle your international containers. Duluth Seaway port authority officials have announced that the Kluwer public Marine terminal can now handle steamship owned international shipping containers transported by a vessel. So that's, that's, that's like the gist of like me doing that. Um, it's, it's fine, right? I think it's fine. It gives early vibes, like of just like starting out, but I think you're fine. And then we're going to go later on with our first guests who bless them. It's the Freyvana guys. They have been my A1 since day one. They were the very first episode. They were the first ones that I was like, hey, I need a guest tomorrow. What do you got for me? And today we have the pleasure of speaking with the co-CEOs and founders of Freyvana, Shannon Green and John Gamero. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Check Call, guys. Thanks for joining us. 
for having us, Mary. This is cool. This is my first uh, attending of an inauguration, Mary. I'm very honored and glad we could be here on this, this joyous day. His well, I'm sorry, we have about circumstance, like Marines and all branches of the Army walking around and fireworks. Um, maybe what? <laughs> Can I ask you a question? question? Of course. What's in the corner of the screen? It looks like tickets or a badge or something. <laughs> Oh, in the corner of the screen. Um, so that was a shelf that held like the runner. Like eventually you'll see in later episodes that there's some metals that'll hang down from there. Oh, it was from, it's from Mary of yesteryear who was really into running. Um, so those were all race bibs from like a half marathon. And I was going to say, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. So that was, that was there. Um, but don't worry, we fixed that camera angle in the future. But I, I, I very much loved our first guests of Freyvana. They were fantastic and all that I could ask for um, because they were just amazing and down for it. And, uh, you know, they were our first inauguration. Yeah, they're great. I met them at uh, F3. Uh, so this one is um, we get better, but we move a month into the future. And this is one of my favorite companies that I've interviewed. It's Nuvo Cargo. And it's it's. Uh, two, I can't, I can't say the words that I want to say cause they're not appropriate, but it's two very intelligent and very capable women that are professionals in their fields. Um, and I love them so much and will forever be fangirls of them. And they are Anna E. Chacon and Josefina Blanco from Nuvo Cargo. We are trying to reduce the amount of cargo theft and smuggled goods goods through Mexico by introducing modifications to their electronic invoices known as CFDI with See the, the metal supplement. Back. Now, Josie, you have the knowledge and the know-how and all of the technical background. Um, so what does this mean? What are these regulations? Um, what kind of, what, what is the point of this and what are they hoping to accomplish with it? So bringing this down to earth a little bit, the requirements are in the form of two documents. One of them is an electronic invoice that needs to be issued before a shipment leaves the point of origin. And the other one is a bill of lading supplement. Fun fact, this was supposed to take effect January 1 of 2022. It's 2023 and it's still not in effect, but they have all the stuff work working there for them. Um, so I just, I wanted to highlight them because I absolutely love them. That's not really an embarrassing one. That was just two really cool ladies. Wait, I love the lighting in this one, but I have to go back to the background in the other one. Did you have a rep reputation sign? I did. Yeah, I still have it. It's not hung up yet in this. Oh, I know it is hung up in this office. It's just over here. You can't see it. For uh, Christmas, my sister-in-law had got me a or the reputation tour poster for the stadium tour for St. Louis. So it had like a snake going through the arch in downtown. Um, so you get was the corner of it there. And um we were, uh, because that's the first tour that her and I had gone to together. So Aww. it was very sweet. She's an amazing sister-in-law. So she got it in a frame because otherwise it would still not be in a frame. <laughs> okay. So this one, um, you'll notice the background is different in this episode. It's nothing. And you'll also notice that I look a little a mess in this episode. 
Fun fact, there's two episodes, we're going to see clips from both of them, where I had COVID, COVID and I was filming this. The lighting was impeccable because our old bedroom had, I was confined to a bedroom and our old bedroom had this giant window, which had great lighting. Um, but the laptop was stacked on top of Kleenex boxes <laughs> and like a, and like one of those desks, those lap desk things, they were stacked on top of each other, um, to try and resemble something that was a professional setup. And I think in this interview, I went through like three bottles of water just to not cough pounds and it has to be less than a hundred thousand, a hundred dollars worth in value. You just click connect on the Uber app and then you'll get it delivered. Not a problem. Today, our guest is Sarah Eggleston, a former coworker of mine and the director of national sales at Sunset Transportation. See, Sarah's a great sport. She looks, she looks amazing. I'm doing it from my bed and every time I move the camera, sh I think you're overreacting. You don't sound that congested and the glowing light makes you look like, you know, I am. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen after I said that too. Oh my God. This is the most chaotic episode in my life. <clears throat> this is actually a nice little nugget. I included this clip because um, it's like a nice little nugget as to like how you find, like the, just to show some seriousness that we do have actual quality content that comes out of Check Call. You're going after the good leads and going after the customers that are going to be the most beneficial to you. Um, how did you guys kind of refine that process to what it is now? Sure. It was a lot of trial and error, honestly. You know, there's a lot of tools out there that people in the industry use to find target lists and contact information. So a lot of it is first just learning the nuances of those tools. Like if I select just general manufacturing, what is going to fall into that bucket versus what's going to fall into like an automotive category, et cetera, is, is learning the nuances of those tools. And See, we have quality things here. Sometimes we have real advice that you can take with you. Love it. I also love that you looked like golden and glowing. And then it said golden on the lower third. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a good one. Um, but also for anyone, Sarah Eggleston is now at Redwood Logistics. We've interviewed her recently as well. Um, she's still doing sales, but uh, she's just moved on to different uh, things. This episode brought about the crossover event of the season and we've had it every year and we're going to have it again this year, except last year we added grace. And so now it's Thomas grace and I providing our hot freight opinions for 2023 and 2022. Um, Brielle, you're more than welcome to join us again this year. You just got to come with some spicy for hot takes. You saw my offended face. <laughs> I know this is, um, this is Thomas hitting us with his best meme because I made him bring good internet memes. Could. You, you could make good money off of, you know, per pallet from the containers. I mean, what you do is if you want the perfect date night, you get your uh, F-350 dually, your 40-foot hotshot trailer. And so you, you take her out for a night on the town, you go check out the port of L.A. and uh, pick up two 40, you know, two shipping containers, put them on the back, strap them in, and then, you know, you, you've got... It's like take out, but you're taking out some containers. So it's it's definitely something that I think uh, would be a lot. You pay for your dinner about 25 times over at that. And we were, this was in the peak of the Port of LA congestion. This was when, um, when he had shown a meme of like, oh, a good date night. And it was two people eating at the port in LA. 
Um, so that's why we came up with the perfect date night. Um, it was just, you know, it's an episode with Thomas, so it's always going to be a good one. Um, and his, he has a, a fantastic Christmas sweater, which we'll have to tag him in this when we post it and have him post a picture of it. Um, cause it's got like a chicken and a rooster on it. And I want to see more of your sweater. Cause I see like a fireball or something. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a dragon shooting lasers stomping on Christmas presents. Oh, that's amazing. If you go back and watch the holiday season, all the episodes in December, you'll just see me get progressively more unhinged with my turt with my shirts. Um, don't worry, it's coming back again this year. The Nakatomi Plaza hoodie cannot be silenced because Die Hard is one of the best movies, and I will stand by that. But it's not a Christmas movie. But we'll get into that later. No, please, can we not do the Die Hard debate? I can't. You've you've destroyed me on Twitter enough about this. And Grace. It's okay. Grace. You just haven't seen Twitter. You haven't seen Die Hard. It's fine. <laughs> Not, I'm sorry. You haven't seen it. You haven't posted on X. I haven't. I have. Just not start, finished, let me sit down, popcorn. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You and Grace. Get it together. I know what happens. Um, this one, the next clip that I have is... Um, just so you know how we always make people ask if their hot dog is a sandwich in true Thomas fashion, he has an answer. Well, I, I think, or just is it a, I would say it depends on the garnish, just like a wreath. If you put you know stuff in it, it becomes a holiday wreath. If you put pine cones in it, it becomes a fall wreath. The hot dog itself is the canvas for the garnish. Put some festive style garnish. Oh, shoot. Okay. All right. I don't know how many people have holiday hot dogs, but, you know, I'm here for it. I think everyone should have holiday hot dogs. Um, so that thing. Yeah. So holiday hot dogs. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm hung, I'm hung up on one thing. Pine cones make it a fall wreath. Did he misspeak and mean Christmas? Because pine cones are what makes wreath Christmassy. I'm going to let you take that up on top. I'm literally about, I'm going to message him after this. <laughs> but moving on into cool stories we've gotten from people on the show. Uh, we've got some down, we've got some info on the world's largest margarita. Like this stuff's got to get transported somehow. Um, so actually two stories from the same shipper. Um, the, the first story was like before everybody knew who like Tito's vodka was like, it was just a, a, a small brewery in Austin, Texas. Um, we landed a large contract to move a bunch of distillery tanks for Texas or to Texas. Have no idea why, um, but basically, sort of the main distillery that you see this today down there. Um, I actually got to ship about eighty-five tanks that were. Uh, let's see, they were about fifty feet long, like four, uh, twelve feet wide. So obviously, twelve. This is Curtis Triber, and we're talking about flatbed loads. So these are just ridiculous flatbed loads. Feet tall as well, um, and so we we helped build Tito's hand, handmade vodka distillery um, way back when, right? So that was a cool project. Um, and then the other project with the same shipper was that in in the country of Grenada, they were making it. They were going for a record for the largest, uh, the world's largest margarita, and so we make, to make the world's largest, they were going for like the Guinness Book. And to make the world's largest margarita, they needed a special tank that was shaped like a cup, but was obviously massive. And so we did a, a, a cross. It was basically started in California. We took it to Miami. 
we put it on a boat and went all the way, you know, did the international side of everything uh, of the world's largest margarita. Unfortunately, I don't know if they ever actually made it into the Guinness Book of Records, but that was the premise of this whole shipment. Um, and so that was a fun one too, but. How freaking cool would that be? I want to see pictures of this. I want to see like, I hope this is documented on like Instagram and stuff like that. Like I need to have followed this journey. It has to be because it's just, it's, it's gotta be, you know? So then we're going to skip to, <clears throat> I think this episode. Look at your hair. Isn't my hair cute? And this shirt, I wore this one the time. Is gone. Are they just on the, are they just sitting on the containers that are waiting to be put into a warehouse that that shipper has? Or, um, are they just like floating at the bottom of the river? Did someone pull like order a hit on all the chassis? This was <laughs> for context. This was when there was a shortage of chassis at the rail yards and in, um, the ports. So we were trying to figure out where the chassis shortage came from. And if someone had in fact put a hit out on the chassis, which, um, spoiler alert, they didn't. I would assume so. I wish you could see the screenshot that I just saw too. Cause you were just like, <laughs> Into the I alluded to um, shippers sitting on chassis equipment, right? So uh, after, they, after they picked up these containers, sitting on chassis, uh, the product hasn't been unloaded, and, and potentially, in many cases, uh, containers sitting on chassis uh, in, in shipper uh, warehousing parking lots across the country. See, the shippers were just holding on to them. Those stupid shippers. Um, they're just, they're good for nothing. Um, and then I'm trying to get, I'm trying to fi find a, a good one. Oh, we got another Thomas clip, <laughs> which is always a chef's kiss. Perfect. I believe we're trying to make market predictions. Uh, what's going to happen with contract rates? This is going to be the big question. And so, you know, 70% of the freight market on a given day, a good rule of thumb is going to be moved via contract. The other 30% is utilizing brokers and some customers only have exposure of 15 or 10%. You know, we really notice that customers like to have committed freight. Customers like to pair committed freight with committed carriers. It's something that even though they're paying more right now, it gives you regularity and predictability. See, sometimes we have, we have insightful things on the show and Thomas, you know, when he gets on a good tangent, he, he, he actually has very insightful things. I was literally nodding along. Like it was live and I'm doing the recording now or something like that. I'm like, wait, this is old. <laughs> I know, but I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. Thomas is a fun one. Um, this one might be my favorite. Uh, it's when I had moved into the office that I'm in now before I decorated it because the there's an evolution of the first few episodes I started in the basement of our old house. And then, you know, we moved houses and then I had a shower curtain behind me. And now we're in the office that we're in now. And this is one of my favorite episodes. I wanted to have a claims episode. So naturally I got a claims expert and um, he tells us an insane story of how they caught claims. And it's very appropriate given that like cargo theft is on the rise right now. This is absolutely insane. Uh, one, I hope that you can answer, but if you can't, I understand. Um, what is the wildest claim that you've seen? Or at least the most, like the one that made you go, what the heck? Okay, I'm gonna share this with you. And it wasn't a claim, but it was something that happened to me a long time ago. We had a load that was moving uh, from Chicago into Baltimore every single week, picked up on Friday out of a freezer, out of a uh, cold storage facility, and went into a uh, Baltimore. 
Every Monday when the when the truck came in, we'd unseal the truck, and there was always, always steaks missing. And we couldn't figure out. Everything was countered on the front end, and at the back end, when he came, the truck was uh, it was missing these uh, these cases. We were baffled. Finally, we hired a private investigator, and we had the truck followed. This driver actually had a farm in Indiana, excuse me, in Ohio, and he would stop. and In that uh, farm, he had a huge building. He would pull his reefer into that building. He would have a couple of his friends come, and they would take the reefer unit off. He would sneak in through the hole, and then grab the uh, the stakes, pull them back up. I'll put the unit back on and leave. What that left me thinking was, and, and, and it stays with me till today, is nothing's out of bounds. Nothing is, uh, you know, uh, uh, can, can not be thought about uh, because people will do what, you know, strange things just to do, uh, just to get things, get product, get items. And so, you know, you need to keep thinking that. And I think about it daily when something occurs. How unhinged. They literally unscrewed the reefer unit to climb in and get steaks to sell. Yeah, that's so weird. <laughs> like, of all things, when he was saying that, I was like, this is, I don't even, I I wouldn't believe it. Like, because that, that explains why for a long time they couldn't figure out what was happening to the steaks. Because who just goes and unscrews a reefer unit? I know. I was surprised that he thought he could get away with it though like we know you're the one transporting i was kind of hoping there was an animal um situation in there like a little possum was going in and being like i think i think i think more than a few states would be missing if a possum was going in well the whole ship would probably have to be thrown away i would hope so <laughs> Okay, so now we're in the fun part. We're just seeing what uh, other people that I've subjected to um, ridiculous questions have to say for themselves. This is, uh, of course, naturally, I have to make Joe do it. Uh, Joe's one of our senior researchers here, and I expected him to have a good answer for his hot dog sandwich. Yeah, we love Joe. Uh, but that, that makes a ton of sense, um, yeah. for sure. So we are almost out of time. And since okay. we already know where you stand on is a hot dog a sandwich, uh, I'm just going to What did eat. I say for that also? Did I say it was a sandwich? I can't even remember. I think you said it was. I think so, too. Um, clearly, such such conviction. <laughs> <laughs> I still stand by it, I think. Um, but what I do need now is your favorite dad joke. Hmm. Mm. Well... I was going to tell a time traveling joke, but you didn't like it very much. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait. I forgot it was his joke instead of the hot dog. It's so good. Wait, that's actually really good. I'm usually like, ha 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 with dad jokes, but that really got me. That is so funny. Yeah, it's definitely one of those where like, you have to go, wait, what? And you have to think about it for a second. Mm, it's a 10 out of 10. It's a 10 out of 10. So that being said, we have run out of a little bit of time today, Brielle. Um, but it's naturally your turn. You're in the hot seat where you're going to run the gauntlet of questions. Are you prepared? Hold on. I got to stretch. Okay, get warmed up. Get warmed up. All right, ready to go. So we're going to do this rapid fire. Is a hot dog, and you can provide as much or as little explanation as you would like. Okay. Is a hot dog a sandwich? It doesn't matter. I'm sick of this question. It's all over the internet all the time, and I just like to eat hot dogs with cheese and onions, and as long as it has that, I don't care. Okay. If you could have any animal as your personal assistant, what would it be? 
You can... <laughs> a monkey? A chimp. Okay. Uh, if you would, uh, would you rather have a pet dinosaur or a pet dragon? Dragon. Easier to train. <laughs> if you could, there's a movie on it, you know. Um, <laughs> if you could only have one color food for the rest of your life, what color would it be? Okay, you know, you already know the answer to this because we had a lengthy discussion in chat at Chattanooga about this, and I stick with my answer. It is going to be yellow because I can't live without cheese. I love cheese and I would die without cheese. And I don't care what that means for my body, but I will eat cheese forever. Okay. What's your favorite ballpark snack? Um, I like I, anything with cheese, anything with like liquid, like cheese sauce. So I normally go for nachos but then sometimes i go for pretzels and then one time i waited in line for like 30 40 minutes um at the last ball game i went to and i get up to the thing and she makes an announcement no more nachos with cheese and i wanted to cry but then i was given a sausage peppers and onions that was probably the best thing i've ever had in my life so it was okay Okay, it all came out all right. Uh, and then finally, what's your what's your best dad joke that you have for us? Oh, I, I once wrote a song about a tortilla, but it's more of a rap. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Hey, I like them. I, the cheesier, the better. <laughs> Um, so thank you for joining us today. If anyone wants to find you outside of here, pepper you with random questions, um, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me at Twitter at Jacob Brielle, or you can email me at bjacob at freightwaves.com. Awesome. You guys heard it here, folks. Um, that's going to do it for our hundredth episode. Thanks for sticking with us on this journey. And as always, I'll see you on the internet. Mm -hmm.